Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big thanks again to RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com's Major League Baseball coverage. He hung out with us in the last segment, and this is going to be a short one because coming up in the next segment, we've got another interview where we'll be talking to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. With Michael, we will go to the gridiron, and we'll be talking some NFL draft. Before we get to that, though, give me a minute on golf because another thing I heard our guy Craig Heist and the updates talk about right before we jumped on the air, the Wells Fargo Championship that's coming to TPC Potomac, which is pretty cool, right? And I heard it's the last area PGA tournament that you'll have before 2031 which is definitely significant. I'm just here to say that as someone that's never been to a PGA Tour event in, or, well, just in general, but certainly not in the greater DMV area, that seems like a pretty good opportunity to do so. And I bring it up for a couple of reasons. One, well, because it's an interesting event that features our listening area, but how about our guy Eric Bickle, EB of the Junkies, tweeting out a quote tweet from the actually it's the field list for the 2022 PGA championship that does in fact feature one Tiger Woods as well as Phil Mickelson so both Phil and Tiger at least are listed on the on the competitors list for the 2022 PGA championship which by the way is May 16th through the 22nd at Southern Hills Country Club down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Tiger, Phil, PGA Championship, maybe. At least they're on the list right now. So that gives us something to look forward to. Tiger, after the Masters this year, said that he was certainly committed to playing the Open Championship, which is coming up in July. It's at St. Andrews, a place that he's won twice. I don't know about the U.S. Open yet. I think we're all waiting to hear about that. But there's your little golf minute of the evening. And I'm not going to spend too much time on anything else because I want to make sure that we give our friend Michael Phillips plenty of time to opine on the Commanders because there is a lot going on with that franchise, as there always is, but it's NFL Draft Week. So not only will we look at what the Commanders might do in the NFL Draft, but what's next with any of the, and there's a long list of them, transgressions against Dan Snyder, how will it affect the team going forward? Will he actually be forced to sell the team? Probably not. But there are topics that we will discuss with Michael Phillips coming up next. So stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rolling right along on this Monday evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. 106.7 The Fan. I'm Danny Noakes, and we are with you up until 10 p.m. this evening. Donald producing the show. We head right back to the phones because... We are delighted to welcome in our second guest of the program. Say hello to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can find him on Twitter, at Michael P. RTD. Michael, always a treat catching up with you, my friend. How are you? Absolutely. Hey, why don't you get the fans up? We need to get out to Vegas to cover this draft. It's just not an authentic interview, you know, with us here on the East Coast. We need to really go experience this thing. That's well said, man. I'll see what I can do. I'll hit up CK and see if he'll uh, and see if he'll flip the bill for that. You know, I was wondering too before we actually get started on the draft. Is the NFL draft? If you've never been to Vegas, and I have never been to Vegas, would that be the top sports event that you would want to attend out there, or would it be March Madness first day, first couple days of the NCAA tournament? I, I do want to go see March Madness out there because I think that would be a lot of fun. I think my number one, and look, I'm I'm gonna age myself a touch with this. Because you youngsters don't understand, but I, I, I think it would be a big heavyweight fight. Like I mean, like oh. a Tyson Holyfield style fight back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I like that just sounded like that was kind of like peak big event in Vegas. Yeah. I would have loved to have been out there for one of those. We were out there this year for the uh, the Raiders game uh, against the uh, I guess it was the football team at the time uh, was the name of the week then, uh, and we of course had a lot of fun out there. It's it, it, you, got, you should go sometime. It, you could yeah. get yourself in some trouble. It's a good place. Oh, I'm sure of that. There's no doubt. But it, you, you, I think you have me. I think you have me with the heavyweight title fight. I think that might actually be the top thing. That's a good suggestion right there. But, hey, they, we do have... They ha- probably don't even do those anymore. It's probably, probably UFC's bigger now, I would imagine. Yeah. I, they, yeah, it I, just doesn't... I don't... But, the, you know, like those big fights, like, I mean, they had, like, all of Hollywood in the front row. That was the place to be. Right. And even with the UFC and it's still growing popularity, you don't quite have the star power, although some celebs show up to that. So, hey, whatever the reason, I would just be happy to go out to Vegas and we'll be we'll be locked in on the NFL draft coming this Thursday, my friend. And when it comes to the commanders, there's a lot of uncertainty around what they might do. Will they take a quarterback? It certainly doesn't seem like it. But then is it safety? Do they go with Hamilton? Do they go with the wide receiver? Well, Martin Mayhew was made available today and his comments about the middle part of the draft and there being a lot of potential there are making a ton of headway right now. It sounds like, and it's not surprising, that the commanders want to move back. My question for you is how likely is that at this point? Because it seems like a lot of teams would like to move back. Yeah, I think everybody's getting more or less the same read on it, which is you're better off, you know, move, moving back from 11 in, into multiple second, third, fourth round selections. I, mm-hmm. There's always a lot of movement. I'd remind you this is the team that moved up to take a long snapper last year. So movement takes all <laughs> sorts of forms. 
Uh, let's never forget that that's a thing that happened. Uh, movement takes all sorts of forms on draft day. I, I, you know, you fall in love with a guy, you got to go up to get him. You got to come back because you don't love a guy. Uh, whatever it might be at that given moment, I, I think there's a general understanding though that, that this team would benefit from turning their picks into more picks. It's going to be a very tall order, a very tough order here because. Uh, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. I think more teams want down than up. Your your very, very best-case scenario, I think, is picking an 11 if Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are still on the board, one of the two, and there's a team that wants to come get him and is willing to jump eight to ten spots to do it. I think that's probably where you're going to have your best outcomes. Yeah, and it seems like the ideal situation here for the Commanders would be that they could trade back if they find a dance partner, if you will, so that they can, as you said, turn one pick into more picks as they have plenty of other holes to fill. Still not sure if that's going to happen for you, Michael. What would the ideal pick for the Commanders at 11 be? What is the biggest need? Because I threw out some names. Kyle Hamilton's a guy we've seen uh, in a lot of mock drafts. Derek Stingley Jr., though, from LSU, seems like he could be a viable option, not to mention Olave out of Ohio State, London from USC, but some of those guys may not fall that far. So what do you think is the biggest need for them right now? Yeah, and you know, like if a Sauce Gardner falls, just go ahead and run the card in, don't even worry about it. You know, Big time. If you, get, if you get into one of those situations where there was a run on offense or a run on receivers early, and it sets you up well at a don't know what the board's going to show you. I thought I thought it was interesting. One of Ron Rivera's comments today, he was asked about you. Essentially, was hey, you've got uh, Curtis Samuel last year, and he's recovering now. Logan Thomas, big time receiver for you, tore his ACL. His rehab schedule is uncertain. What what you know? Take us through. Does that mean you need to draft a receiver to give Carson Wentz some weapons? And Ron kind of said, no. You know, we're counting on those guys. They'll play when they play. It would, you know, he, and then he said it would be a luxury to have another weapon, you know, one of, one of those four receivers. And I thought that was an interesting word to use. I think he's targeting defense, and I think he wants defense. And I think that fits in with the general theme of the season, which is going to be this defense underachieved last year, but it has a lot of talent. And I, I think the clock is ticking on them showing what they need to be, especially if there's going to be a playoff team this coming season. So I continue to think it's going to be a defensive back. Um, that, that's my right. If they can trade back and then you get a receiver later, I think that's perfect. Because, you know, I think Ron's absolutely right. I think if you stay at 11 and turn in a card and it's a wide receiver, like you did well, you helped Carson Wentz out. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to like the pick. It's, it's good value with what receivers are, are costing right now in the market. But there's a little bit of it that says, like, was that too much of a luxury for a team that is also still shopping for the basics at some key positions? We're talking with Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch right here on 106.7 The Fan. You can find him on Twitter at Michael P R T D. It's definitely a big question mark still, and, and a lot of chips still have to fall between now and when the commanders pick now and and draft night really because like you said there's probably going to be as there always is quite a bit of movement there but part of martin mayhew's media availability today michael was a discussion around terry mclaurin's contract and it sounds like they have had some dialogue there which seems to be good news for for the commanders retaining him how much momentum there is with that we're not really sure right now, but it doesn't sound like it's at least going to impact what they're planning to do in the draft, which all signs right now seem to be positive. 
Yeah, you, you, they take a receiver at 11. You don't say, oh, that means they're not going to sign McLaurin. Those, those right. two are not connected. They, they, you would love to have McLaurin and another dynamic playmaker. It's only going to make McLaurin better. Now, on top of that, though, you do still want to re-sign Terry. Everybody gets that. Right. And look, I mean, the way the market is this offseason, 25 a year is probably fair to put pencil to paper and guarantee three years or so to get this thing done. Those deals take time. Those deals take a lot of time in these guys' case because you're going to have to rearrange the salary cap for it. Uh, but I, it's got to be a top priority because how many times do we say this? If you don't get them in this negotiating window, you don't get them because they can go to the market next year and they know that. And they, they could stick you with the franchise tag. They could stick you with you know any number of things. Where we, Once you go down the tag route, all of a sudden you're having to double overpay because you have to match that year's franchise tag number. This is the window to get it done in. I think everybody understands that. I think there's still a, a desire to get it done, too. Yeah, it, it feels like that sense of urgency is very much there from the commanders to get that done. So that's that's actually encouraging for fans, I would imagine, as, as they try to get their star-studded wide receiver to remain here with the commanders. But, Michael, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I did not talk to you about the latest scandal engulfing Dan Snyder and the commanders. But let's be honest, it's really Dan Snyder and the financial improprieties that are now under a microscope. And Saw this just before we went on the air today, my friend. Matthew Parr is tweeting out a screenshot of a letter that was sent by Virginia Attorney General Jason Miaris to the commanders, notifying them that the Attorney General Office will be investigating the commanders for these financial improprieties. There is more smoke building around this issue, Michael, but I'm curious as to how crucial it is now that the Attorney General Office is getting involved, if it is at all. What are your thoughts here? You know, I, I, call me a cynic, call me a skeptic, whatever. wouldn't be the first time that's happened. But there, there's been so much smoke around all of this. But I think you've ultimately got two separate issues here. So issue one is the non-refunding of people's security deposits. And, and I think ultimately they probably stayed on the legal side of the line. They, made it, they clearly intentionally made it very difficult for people to get their money back. But they didn't make it impossible for people to get their money back. And that is a time-honored tradition of American businesses, if you've ever tried to cancel a subscription to something or, or anything like that. You know, it doesn't make it the right way to do business, but it, it feels like they probably stayed on the right side of the line where if you sent them a letter, they would send you your money. Um, and, and, you know, that's the one that the attorneys general, that, that the FTC, that all those guys are, are because that involves consumers and consumer money, and they look out for that. So, so number two, though, is the allegation that they were skimming money off the top of ticket sales, repurposing it uh, you know, into non-revenue-sharing buckets and cheating the league. Now, that is not the FTC's problem. That's not the attorney general's problem. The attorney general's not going to like, oh, you've wronged 31 rich people. Like, you know, we're, we're going to throw the book at you from our office. That, you know, that's an NFL problem. Uh, and that's a problem with the other 31 owners. But I, I would argue long term, that's probably the bigger problem if that's true and, and if you were stiff in the other owners. Now, they've obviously denied that. Um, nothing has come of that so far. But but I would think that's the one that uh, that's far more potent as opposed to this one. This feels like maybe, you know, just this is the thing we've got them on, so we're going to investigate it. Uh, it's it, I'm just not catching at this juncture of time the, the smoking gun that would lead the attorneys general to say, 
but right now just one attorney general to say, you know, some, some kind of big action needs to be taken here. That said, all of it is negative when you consider they're trying to get taxpayer money from the state of Virginia to build a new stadium. Mm-hmm. I've always said when you're trying to get taxpayer money, it's best to not be under investigation from the attorney general at the time. That's just, you know, that's one of those maxims to live by. Uh, you know, I, I can get you that on a nice throw pillow if you want. It's just, just words of wisdom to live your life by, Danny. So anytime there's an investigation going on, that can't play well to the other thing. That's probably some decent advice, I think. You know, I, it's funny, Michael, too. I kind of feel somewhat responsible as I was in attendance for one of those Kenny Chesney concerts. Should I feel bad about that? <laughs> uh, you should feel bad about that, but it has nothing to do with ticket money. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's great, though, that they were like stuffing, stuffing seats into these college football games nobody was going to. Like, yep. you know, now we know where these reported attendance numbers actually come from. Makes sense. Exactly. Michael, I always learn something when I talk to you, my friend. Thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time for us this evening. I'll let you get back to it. Appreciate it, man. Catch up again soon. You bet. Catch you down the line. All right, bud. That's Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. One more time, find him on Twitter at Michael PRTD. Really good stuff. Really great analysis from Michael. He always gives us the best. All right, let's step aside. We'll take another quick break. Plenty more NFL draft coverage coming your way. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Thanks again to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. He joined us in the previous segment, breaking down a little Commanders, preview the 2022 NFL Draft. (laughs) And, of course, any conversation around the Commanders is not complete without a discussion about the latest controversy surrounding the team. (laughs) And for the Commanders, again, it's just Dan Snyder mostly, But for Snyder and the Commanders, the latest issue is these financial improprieties. And without rehashing it or diving back into a long-form discussion on what exactly those are, what the Commanders did, we also got a pretty good breakdown of that from Phillips in the last segment. So head to thefandc.com, go to the podcast page and check out Overtime, where we will have that interview for you after the show. And remember, we're with you up until 10 p.m. So we got about two and a half hours to go. If you want to jump in on the conversation, you can absolutely feel free to do so. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. We've been a little booked here in the first hour of the show, but now for the last two and a half hours, we'll be a little bit more open. So Thanks again to both of our guests that have joined us already, RJ Anderson and Michael Phillips. They've both been great. In the first segment, we hypothesized on what the commanders may do with the 11th overall pick. And that, of course, was contingent upon them actually keeping the number 11 overall pick. And what I didn't mention, for a good reason, in that first segment was Martin Mayhew's comments from the press conference earlier today. Martin Mayhew addressing the media alongside Ron Rivera. And I wanted to save that, his comments specifically, for our conversation with Phillips. But what Mayhew said was what most of us had already sort of kind of felt or assumed about what the commanders want to do in the draft, which is to move back. Because moving back, however you look at it, just results in more picks, more chances to hit on a guy and fill out some, fill some of the holes that are on your roster. And with the commanders, that there's certainly no shortage of, of holes and support and depth that they can use. 
on their team. But they got to find somebody to get that deal done with. And as, as I've mentioned, I've mentioned it myself. Grant Paulson obviously has said it. Every team is kind of trying to move down right now. I think that has a lot to do with the draft class. Now, as, as interesting as it'll be to see what the commanders end up doing on, on Thursday, it's, it's interesting enough for me to see what happens at the top of the draft. I mean, Jacksonville picking first overall, the Lions picking second. Boy, those two franchises really are staples at the top of the draft, aren't they? And that's coming from a guy that's been watching Commanders football for his entire life. Uh, but Aiden Hutchison of Michigan was kind of the consensus number one overall pick for the last couple of months. And now Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, he's kind of gaining a little bit more steam here. The order in which they go is just becoming less clear because actually in a lot of mock drafts that I looked at earlier this morning had Walker going number one overall to Jacksonville. And then Aiden Hutchison would end up with the Lions, which Aiden Hutchison from, well, maybe not from Michigan, but went to Michigan and then gets to stay and play in Detroit for the Lions, who maybe are the worst franchise in the National Football League. But Walker guy is a guy that was only a one-year starter at Georgia, won a national championship, stalwart on an incredibly dominant defense. He's got tremendous upside. It's impossible to ignore. You understand why he's at least a top five prospect, but probably a top two, if not the number one overall pick. Hutchison, a two-year starter, would have been three years if not for injuries there in 2020. He won the Lombardi, won the Nagurski Awards this past season. He was the Big Ten Championship game MVP. And he feels like the next great pass rusher to come out of the Big Ten. It's not named Bosa, Nick, or Joey. Joey or Nick. Joey being the older, Nick being... This, the younger, and by the way, it was this year that made me realize, because both guys were actually playing, they were both healthy, it was amazing to me how many broadcasters call Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. They just call him by his older brother's name. They call Nick of the 49ers, Joey, who actually plays for the Chargers. And I get that it's easy to mix up, because <laughs> they're brothers, but, you know, pretty, pretty blatant error right there you know they've had some pretty different careers to this point but so Hutchison Walker who goes and then you know I thought Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon going into the 2021-22 season was one of those pass rushers and maybe the consensus number one overall pick had a very productive three years there at Oregon but missed a few games he had a sprained ankle and we've seen his draft stock tumble a little bit and now he's not even considered to be in the top 10 but still likely to go top 15 and certainly in the first round but this is the NFL draft man this is this is how this is what this time of year is really all about it's also the time for smoke and mirrors so you have Jacksonville picking number one overall maybe they're floating it out there that and when you're the number one overall pick you dictate how the draft goes so there's usually not a lot of strategy behind it from the number one, the pit, the team that's picking number one. The teams that are picking behind them have to figure out more of a strategy since they're not on the clock yet. But Jacksonville could be just kind of floating it out there that they might take Walker just to mess with some people. And they're planning on taking Hutchison. Who knows? It'll be very fascinating to watch that unfold. I think... If Washington, if we go back to the commanders and they are unable to trade back because 
And we said it in our in our conversation. Phillips and I both agreed that, and Martin Mayhew would also agree as well. The best thing that could happen for the Commanders is that they're able to trade back, get some more picks, get some more chances to hit on some guys, put some playmakers around Wentz, but also get some get some guys to to even more solidify, even further solidify your defense. If you're stuck at number eleven and you got to make a pick. I just don't love the Hamilton pick from Notre Dame. And I know I'm definitely not in the minority, and I'm not alone, far from it, when it comes to the safety out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. I don't think he's bad. I think he'll be a a fine NFL player. But he just doesn't strike me as what is going to most benefit the commanders right now, whether that is on the defensive or offensive side of the ball. Now, a dream scenario, and, and... in our conversation last segment, Phillips did paint it as such, but if Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati somehow were to fall out of the top 10, he'd be a guy that you automatically just write his name in no matter what. Don't give it a second thought, and you just, you're happy with that. He is not expected to fall that far. The last mock draft I looked at before we got on the air had Sauce Gardner going fourth, fourth, fourth overall. Top five pick. Don't know if it'll happen that high, but that just kind of goes to show how in high regard he is being held by certainly the pundits covering the NFL draft. And we've heard from plenty of scouts that he's a guy that can get the job done too. I, I like Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. I like LSU defensive backs. They, they have obviously, and more, some recently, some less recently, LSU cornerbacks have a great NFL track record, at least when it comes to their production, right? Thinking of Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and then you have you have Diggs over there in Dallas, who's a more recent name to come out and 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 make some make some noise. They've had good players come out of LSU, especially at the defensive back position. Would like that, but it seems like, and Phillips alluded to what the numbers for wide receivers and what they're going for these days. If you take a receiver at 11, you're probably pretty happy with that. Olave, London, any of the other Ohio State wide receivers that are that are in there. I think you'll have a shot at either Olave or London. Not both, but one of the two. And whoever's available, I would be happy with either one of those guys. That's who that's who I would probably go with at 11 if you have to sit on that pick. And I'd be pretty happy with that because again, when it comes to Carson Wentz, he needs weapons around him. You know, he's got a big arm, but he makes some poor decisions. There's some turnover issues right there. So the more that you can surround him with, the less likely he is to make one of those mistakes, right? It's fascinating. I don't think they're going to necessarily find someone to trade down with them. I just, it's hard to imagine a team that's not the commanders that finds value in what the commanders are willing to give them and it being enough for them to get a few more picks. It's just hard to see that. It's not that it's impossible. It's just kind of hard to see that happening. But we'll see because anything is possible with the NFL draft. There's been a lot more surprising happenings that have gone in the NFL draft over years past. So let's do this, though. Let's step aside. We'll take another quick break. There was some comments made by an NFL media member about the NFL draft being un-American. 
and I'm here to put a major hole into that piece of logic, and I'll tell you exactly how. We're not going to get too fired up about it, because I see what this person is trying to do, and it has nothing to do with politics, so don't get me wrong. We're not going in that direction or anything like that. It's actually a a decent argument, but it's still not going to work, and you'll see what I mean when we come back, because we'll discuss. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, we have six picks now. I, I doubt we'll end this draft with those same six picks. I, I, I believe there'll be some movement, uh, whether up and back, up or back in those rounds, uh, in those middle rounds. So um, there's just a lot of really good, talented players in that middle that haven't been there in the past. You know, we're just going to react to what, what happens more so than anything else. Um, you know, we, we can try and create some things as well. I mean, we have all our options are open. And, you know, we still have a couple of days left. That's Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders at their media availability. Earlier today, talking about the 2022 NFL Draft and the plans that the Commanders have for the number 11 overall pick. And you heard it straight from Martin Mayhew right there. He said, I do not expect us to finish the draft with the same six picks that we have now. And he specifically said moving up or moving back, which... Again, it's it's really hard to picture a team going for a commander's package that would involve the commanders moving up. Now, if that happens, you're going to be talking about more than just draft picks, all right? There will be some players involved. There will likely be some starters. Now, it depending on how late in the draft we're talking about the commanders moving up, there would be some starters involved in there. But we'll just have to see because like both of those gentlemen said, they're kind of playing it by ear. They kind of have to wait and see what happens. They have to wait and see what the other teams do. And that, to me, is not surprising. And I think it's right now it's the right approach to take. Danny Noakes with you up until 10 p.m. here on 106.7 The Fan. Donald is our producer dropping in the audio there for us. I mentioned right before our last break that there was a NFL media member referring to the NFL draft as un-American. 
And if you haven't seen it, it's Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. And I get it. I know when it comes to certain members of the media in general, they drum up certain reactions. I, I don't have those reactions for the most part anymore because I know what the national media is trying to do, both in sports and both not in sports. But no, the answer does not have to do with politics here. And I promise that's not where we're going here. But what's important to know about Mike Florio is that he is actually a labor attorney. He has a Juris Doctor degree. He is a lawyer. That's not up for debate. Now, how much he still practices law is a good question. I actually don't have that answer. My guess is that it's probably not much. I can't imagine it's easy to both be a practicing attorney while running Pro Football Talk, one of the premier NFL uh, media entities in, in the country. But you know, a guy like Jay Billis is is supposed to have is supposed to still be a, a practicing attorney on top of you know doing everything that he does for ESPN covering college basketball. Now, the opinion of Florio coming from his new book, and I'm not interested in promoting the book. Don't care. Not that heated on this particular take because I know he's wrong, and I'm going to show you exactly how he's wrong. All right. By all means, you could feel free to call this from Florio a hot take, too. That's just not how I look at things anymore because, again, I understand how it works. The loudest, the most outlandish voices are the ones who make the most money. Does it make sense? No. Is it fair? Probably not, but that's the way it is. Facts often don't matter in this space. It's wrong, but that's the way it is. How else would Skip Bayless still be making millions and millions and millions of dollars? How else would Colin Coward be able to go on the air every day and make a list of five NBA players that are 25 and under, only two of which are actually under the age of 25? Nobody cares whether or not those guys are right or wrong because they just yell and their opinions drive engagement, and the more engagement, the more money they make. That's you guys. That's you guys watching and interacting with them. But here's what made me laugh about Florio's opinion, because he knows how the professional landscape works, especially in this country. You forfeit certain rights when you sign a contract. That is not something that's up for debate. When you work in a profession, when you work for a certain company, there are certain rights that you give up when you sign your name on the dotted line. For example, working here at 106.7 The Fan, I'm a part-timer. That's by choice, by the way. Because I work in radio, however, I can essentially wear whatever I want. No one's going to even see me. Now contrast that with the time that I spent working for a law firm from 2019 to 2021. I'm not an attorney, but I was still required to go into an office every day littered with attorneys. And guess what? There was a dress code, unlike there is in radio. I had to abide by that because that's where I worked. That's the contract that I signed. When you work for someone, you don't get to make the rules, whether it's fair or not. So what Florio has completely missed the mark here on is that the NFL players have no choice when, of course, there's always a choice. Do they have the choice of what team they get drafted by? No. But Florio mentions that unlike in any other profession, you don't get to choose where you live, which isn't true. Because the notion that every other person entering the workforce gets to pick where they want to work is not factual. This is so easy to blast a giant hole through Florio's logic with just the radio industry. It's actually comical. All right? Here's another example. If you want to work in radio, you absolutely do not. <laughs> you do not 
get to pick where you want to go. When you work in sports media coming out of college, no one wants you. No one cares. No one's heard of you. Certainly not any major United States markets like Washington, D.C. So you have to go and work for some small-town team or some small-town radio station in the middle of nowhere and work your way up for 20 years before you actually get a shot. That's how it works for most of us, okay? You had to go where there was opportunity, not where you wanted to go. I wanted to come here to D.C., my home, straight out of college. Guess what? I wasn't going to overtake the junkies coming out of college. It's, that's never going to happen. But that's the point. You don't get to pick wherever you want to go and work just because you're not in the NFL. That's not how it works in the real world either. By the way, millions, millions of people would absolutely trade the fate of where you get to spend eight to ten months out of the year. Because let's remember, these guys don't have to live in the cities that they've been drafted by for at least a few months out of the year for the guaranteed millions of dollars that NFL players are most often given. And that's what the NFL players are doing. There's a trade-off when you are a professional. right? The only viable part of this argument to me is that the draft should be a free market system. right? This is where you actually do have some real-world sort of uh, I don't even know the, the, the right way to describe it, right? But, but this is where it, it is the, there's a very big difference between the real world and what happens with the NFL draft, right? Contracts are capped at a certain price, even for first-rounders. Even top five picks, there's a limit now. That wasn't always the case. New collective bargaining agreements have been put in place, and that's how it works. Now, a free market would allow any team to sign any player for any amount of money, so as long as they fall within the salary cap restrictions. The NFL draft is ordered the way it is to create competition, right? The Jaguars are picking first in this year's draft because they were the worst team in the league. That's all true to create competition. But again, this is always going to come back to the rights you forfeit when you enter a workplace. NFL players know that when they go into the NFL, they don't get to pick where they're going to live, but they are going to make more money than the average American by a lot <laughs> that's a right that you have and you traded it for another this is how it works Florio this is how it works dude you know how it works I, I couldn't believe that someone that's supposed to be so in tuned especially when it comes to the law would just absolutely miss the mark so completely on this very ill-informed take very and again hot take hey it's the most outlandish and loud stuff that tends to get people's attention. It's annoying. It's probably not always fair, but that's the way it is. It's the way it is. Call always comes back to the rights that you forfeit when you enter a workplace. So that's my spiel on Florio's terrible take surrounding why the NFL draft is un-American. Again, has a decent point about the free market aspect of it, but... That's not how professional sports works, right? And again, we can all we can keep rehashing the argument I have, but we're going to go around in circles again and again and again. Let's get back to the actual football happening on the field. Well, not right this second, not even in the next month or so, but the NFL draft is this week, so we're talking about who the commanders might take. Will they trade back? But also, 
some of these other teams. Who goes one? Is it Hutchinson? Is it Walker? How about Debo Samuel in San Francisco? What's going on with their little kerfuffle? Right, Debo Samuel seen in a nightclub this past weekend. Got some NFL all around the league to cover when we come back. Not to mention, we're going to touch on the Caps at some point as well, once we have some time. So stick around. Got the 8 o'clock hour coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mm-hmm. 